Well, have you made your plan for 2019? Have you made your plan? I, I, first of all, when I was getting ready to say that, I thought of you. But uh, <laughs> have you made your plan for 2019? You know, I love sometimes when children try to tell jokes. You know, because they're excited and, you know, sometimes they don't get everything in its place or their little minds work a little different than ours. So here was a little boy. He was excited. He said, Dad, if you, if you have three frogs, and this is the little boy's joke, right? If you have three frogs sitting on a limb that hung over a pool, and one frog decided to jump off into the pool. How many frogs, Dad, would you have left on the limb? Well, Dad replied, two. The little boy said, no, Dad. There are three frogs, and one decided to jump. The boy, going back to the dad, he said, there are three frogs, and one decided to jump. How many are left? Oh, the dad said, oh, okay, I, 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 I get it. He, he said, one decided to jump, so, so they all jumped. No, Dad. The boy said, no, Dad. Their answer is three. The dad said, how can there be three? And the boy, boy, the boy said to, to his dad, Dad, that frog only decided to jump. Now, see, in a little boy's mind, you know, it kind of sounds like some of us, including myself, we decided to do certain things in 2018, and we still have not jumped. <laughs> and again this year, <laughs> and we still hadn't jumped. We've decided, but we still hadn't jumped. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'll be reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, very familiar passage. I'd like to read the, the first 13 verses, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing. A time to search and a time to count. A time to count as loss. A time... To to keep a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his struggles? I have seen the task that God has given the children of Adam to keep them occupied. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also put eternity in their hearts. But no one can discover the work God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and, in, and enjoy the good life. It is also the gift of God whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his efforts. 
Now, we've read this passage of Scripture before. I've, I've heard this passage of Scripture read at a lot of different occasions. <laughs> I've even heard preachers say, well, when you don't know what to preach, you go to Ecclesiastes because it covers everything. But that's not my case today. But, but, you know, as we look at this passage of Scripture, Solomon reminds us that God has a plan for us. Do you believe that? Do you believe God has a plan for you? You know, I think that is part of the problem in our world today is that a lot of people don't think or don't care that God has a plan for them. And, and so this morning, I want us to think about that as we think of this new year and to think about what is your plan for this coming year? Already in my inbox, I've been getting different reminders, and uh, one is uh, the certain uh, company or the certain group uh, uh, that I use to, to journal has already reminded me, uh, you know, you know, to look at what I journaled last year at this time and, you know, and to, to kind of spur ideas. But what about us? What is the first thing we need to do? I think a lot of us, as I hear people talk about their lives, one of the things that I hear people talk about is that, preacher, I would love to have balance in my life. I'd like to have some type of balance in my life. But you know, and I understand that, and I agree, we need balance. But to get balance, we've got to discover purpose. What is our purpose in life? What, what do you think your purpose is? And I know a lot of times people say, oh, preacher, I, I don't want to get, that's too heavy. But, you know, I think until we do that, until we seek out what is our purpose in life, we'll never receive the balance that we need in our lives. And so as we think about that, I want you to look at Romans 14.8. Turn over to Romans 14.8. Romans 14, 8, it says, if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, wherever, what, I'm sorry, therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Now, as we look at this passage of Scripture and, 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 and think about it, who do we belong to? The Word of God reminds us that as a child of God, we belong to the Lord. Now, that's one of the first things to put in our minds and to remember. We belong to the Lord. And, and so, since we belong to the Lord, we have an obligation. Now, I know sometimes that word obligation is a word that we kind of shy from. But again, think where we are. If, you look at it, if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. That is a, a key in our lives as we think about our purpose of where we belong and the obligation that we have. Now, turn in your Bible over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm sorry, chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and go down to verses 19 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you were bought at a price. 
So glorify God with your body. You know, you look at that passage of Scripture, and it said what? You are not your own. So it reminds us of who we are. I know a lot of times you said, well, you know, I, I am who I am. Well, we are a child of God. And as we think of that, that should help us come to that understanding that we belong to God. And if we belong to God, God has a plan for us. Now, I want you to look at one more passage of Scripture. I know I'm working your heart. Chapter 2. I'm sorry, if I, it'd help if I tell you what book, wouldn't it? Philippians chapter 2. Just chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verses 12 and 13. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my present presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Your purpose is to live out and fulfill the purpose of God in our life. That should be our desire. That should be our plan. And he is working, God is working, don't forget this, to unfold that plan in our life. So as we look at that, it, it reminds us that God is working out his purpose in our life. And, 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 and in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us. And so, again, as we go through the Bible and we see that God has a plan and he sees us and, and, and we're part of his creation and he wants us to recognize that we are his children and that he has a plan for us. Even in my two children, Kathy and I's two children, Aaron and Erica, as you know them, Erica is our one that, she still does it, even, even though she doesn't live at home anymore. She'll call and say, what are y'all doing? And she wants to know everything that we might possibly do in that day. And it drives her crazy when we tell, well, we're not sure. The other day she called and said, what are y'all doing? We said, we're going to Fort Myers. Well, we're in Fort Myers. And we'll tell her, well, we know we're going here, but we don't know what we're going to do after that. That just drives her nuts. She wants to know every place that we'll go and how long we're going to stay there and what we're going to do. Now, do you have anybody in your family like that? <laughs> I'm not going to say no names. But... You know, and, and, and that's good to a point, but, you know, sometimes we don't know what we're going to do. But God does, doesn't he? You know, God opens doors. I, I had something happen to me yesterday that it just reminded me, you know, again, you know, I, sometimes I get so wrapped up in life and, you know, and, and trying to, but, you know, if we just let go and let God. Uh, yesterday, uh, I went up to the hospital to, uh, to be with the family, uh, uh, Kay Middleton and, and to be with Miss Thelma because I knew she wasn't feeling well and and uh, to be with uh, Linda Rubel and Jennifer and um, uh, Jennifer's dad and and uh, RP and his wife and uh, so I was with them there at Gulf Coast and 
uh, was uh, talking and ministering and praying and those things. And then all of a sudden, the lady come up. Because you know how in the hospital, sometimes in those waiting rooms, you're kind of, you know, in a, she'd come right up into where we were. And she said, uh, are you a minister? And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, can I help you? And she said, are you a Catholic priest? And I said, no, ma'am, I, I'm not. Uh, but uh, can, I, can I help you? She said, well, have you ever done uh, 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 last rites? I said, well, I know of last rites. I said, I've never performed one. I said, but if you need a prayer, I could offer a prayer for the family. She said, but I told her, I said, you need to let the nurse know, and they can get a Catholic priest here um, if you, you know, tell them that. So I, I told her that, and she thanked me when she walked off. Well, a few minutes later, she came back, and she said, uh, they're going to have to do a procedure on this lady, and they've told us the first 15 minutes, if she makes it in the first 15 minutes, we'll decide, the first 15 minutes of this hour procedure. She said, would you, would you be willing to, to come and pray with the family? And I said, I would love to. So I went, and, and she took me. We were going to the room, and they had already moved the family out of the room. So right there in the hall, there were two from Connecticut, somewhere, you know, but there, and we just held hands. They didn't know me from Adam. Uh, I didn't know them, you know, vice versa. And we just prayed for Gloria, who was having surgery last night. Now, you know, True, I'm not a Catholic priest, but you know, God can use us, amen? If we're what? If we're willing, that's right. But sometimes I say, well, you know, I don't have time for that. I'm no Catholic priest. Get, you know. But again, I, yeah, I went home and told Kathy, I, I said, yeah, I'm just going to do last right. She looked at me. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, being willing, God has a plan. And, and, and we've got to be willing to, to do that. And so the first thing is that we've got to discover our purpose. And, and, and I know sometimes that that is difficult. But, and I know in our world today, there's a lot of different standards. You know, uh, say, well, you know, you, you've got purpose in life if you've got all the money you need. Well, that... that that, that, that's a sick philosophy in itself. You know, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right? As you think about that, seek ye first and his righteousness and all things. You know, and, 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 you know as, we, as we go through that, we, we need to be reminded of our purpose. Second thing, and I, and I know sometimes we, we go overboard on this, but we need to set our priorities. We need to establish our priorities, and we need to get a firm grip on our purpose. What is our purpose? Because we can't set priorities unless we put that purpose in place, or those priorities in place. And so choosing our priorities, and choosing between is what is good and what is bad. And, and, and I know sometimes some of our things in life are, 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 are seminate. You know, they, we have got them down, but some of those things need to be taken up, because they're not, we're not bearing the fruit that God wants us to have. And so we need to, to look at those things. We need to, to look at those skills that God has given us and, and how we're using those skills and setting those priorities. We, we also need to, to be aware that, that we have to make a plan in life. And as we you know, make that plan, nothing is going to happen until... And to we, we make it happen. You know, we can have a lot of good ideas. And, you know, again, we can decide to jump. But did we, did we really decide? Um, but, you know, in our life, you know, sometimes we say, well, you know, just, it, it'll just happen. Uh, well, there's going to be things happen. But a lot of times we need, we need to make that plan and be willing 
to do that. Turn with me to one more scripture uh, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. See if I can find it. Ephesians 5. Look at this. It says, Ephesians 5, beginning with verse 15. Pay careful attention then to how you live. Not as an unwise, not as unwise people, but as wise. Making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Don't be foolish, it says. Understand what the Lord's will. God is not going to make some type of cryptic plan that you cannot find. God brings his ministry to us. We, you know, a lot of us, you know, we have our calendars. We have it on our phones. We've got it on a little book. We've got our calendars of what we knew. When is the last time we've penciled in some time for God? You know, a lot of times life can get busy, can't it? You know, kids have this, families have obligations, and so we need to make our plan, and we need to make sure that we include God. If we could, (laughs) if the new year could speak, maybe it would say this, here I am, the new year. I'm an unspoiled page in your book of time. I'm your next chance at the art of living. I'm your opportunity to practice what you have learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and didn't find is hidden in me. Waiting for you to search it, but with more determination. All the good that you tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dreamed but didn't dare to do, all that you hoped but did not will, all the faith that you claimed but did not have, these slumber lightly. Waiting to be awakened by the touch of a, of a strong purpose, I am your opportunity to renew your alliance To him who said, behold, I make all things new. This new year, are we going to be like the three frogs? Or are we going to say, no, I'm going to seek God's plan. And I'm going to strive to live for him in this coming year. Let's pray. Most gracious heavenly Father, Lord, you are so good. And we are grateful. Lord, be with us this morning as we think of our commitments, and we look at our own lives. And Lord, we know where we stand with you and where we stand in life. Lord, help us, show us the path, Lord, that we would strive to to live for you and be the, 
uh, in the position you would want us to be. Lord, we're grateful. And Lord, you're so kind. Help us today. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.